It wouldn't be a media day if we didn't hear from other representatives around the league. And one person that we heard from was Toronto Raptors president, Masai Ujiri, who had a lot of things to say about the Raptors, but before he even spoke about anything regarding the Raptors, he addressed the New York Knicks Raptors lawsuit. And you're not going to want to miss what he said about it. We're also going to look into Julius Randle, who made comments recently about his game, improving it, and he believes he's going to take a major leap because he's gotten better with one thing he absolutely needed to. Efficiency. We're going to break down all of this and so much more today. Let's get started. Masai Ujiri commented on the New York Knicks and Toronto Raptors lawsuit. Now the funny part about this is, when he started Media Day, before he even answered a question about the Toronto Raptors, he addressed the New York Knicks and Raptors lawsuit. And the best part about this is, even though he addressed it briefly, it gives us an idea into his insight of how he feels about the situation. Roll the clip. Uh, maybe I'll start with the Knicks uh, lawsuit. Um, I think there has been one time in the history of the NBA that um, a team has sued a team. One time. Go figure. Go figure. Does he seem a little bit upset? Because in my opinion, he just seems a, just a little bit upset. Go figure. There's only been one time another team has sued another team. And right now is that time. We're witnessing history, I guess, guys. We got to take it into account. I think what he's trying to do, in my opinion, is more or less say that this New York Knicks lawsuit is really much to do about nothing and that the New York Knicks are over-exaggerating and just basically suing Toronto because it's Toronto and because it's Ujiri and not any other reason at all. At least that's my assumption on what he's saying because he didn't mention anything about the actual details, more or less. He mentioned the situation surrounding it. He mentioned the fact that out of NBA history, this has only happened once and is happening between the Raptors and the Knicks. Two teams that we already know do not really like each other that much, especially in terms of business. Because one person wants to fleece the other person a lot of times. And I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about. It's not my fault that Masai Ujiri has a reputation from around the league of trying to fleece other teams to get their best players without having to give up anything significant. It's not my fault that's the reputation you have. It's also not my fault that an employee that you hired from the New York Knicks took files that he wasn't supposed to do that was written in his contract and did that. If you didn't want a lawsuit, maybe don't do things that's going to get you a lawsuit. Maybe that's my opinion on it. However, I understand why he's a little bit upset. But the funny part is, why did he address this part, this particular thing, before anything that had to do with the actual Raptors, their roster, and next season for them? Why would he start out with this? It's very, very interesting to me. It seems like he had a plan to do this, and it seems like he wanted to make a statement and a point by doing this. And if the point he was trying to make was, I'm a victim here. We didn't do anything wrong. The NBA does this all the time. You guys are only making this a big deal because the Knicks are suing us. I can understand where he's coming from with that, but we still can't skirt past the details and pretend none of it happened. We have to make sure we look at both sides and call it properly. He can say these things, but at the end of the day, this case is going to probably end up in the face of Adam Silver, and he's going to have to make a judgment on what he deems is appropriate. And in my opinion, he has two ways he can go about this. 
Very small fine, so other teams see like, oh, it's okay, I can continue doing this. Or a severe fine, so other teams feel like, maybe I shouldn't do this. If he uses the small window he has to address it right, not only for the New York Knicks, but for the entire league, things might get a little bit better and a little bit more fair. Especially if he puts a harsh or severe punishment on people or teams doing this. So I think that's where it's going to land and where it's going to stand. It's up to Adam Silver to make that determination. Whether he does so or not is anybody's guess. All I know is I read the lawsuit. There were definitely issues within there. I definitely think Ike Azotan broke some of the things that were written into his contract. And because of that, I think some type of punishment is fair. What that punishment is, I don't know. I don't think even Adam Silver knows. But we have to note here that Toronto and the Knicks have an even worse relationship than they did before. Likely, if a trade was on the table before, it's likely off the table now because there's no way the Knicks and the Raptors are going to do business with this lawsuit on the table. Let's make that straight. I don't know when we're all going to be able to move past this particular situation for the New York Knicks and the Raptors, but I think it's safe to assume until we do, these two parties are not only going to still be upset, but they're likely not going to do business at all. Julius Randle recently spoke about improvements he's making to his game. Now for me, this is absolutely what I wanted to hear. All offseason long, I've been seeing him work out and work on his game. And now during media day, we were given a lot of information directly from Julius Randle on how he's improving, what he's working on, and what he can get better in. Shout out to SNY's Ian Bagley for reporting the following. According to Julius Randle, he states, I'm always going to keep improving my game. But my understanding of what I'm trying to get out of there, I think my understanding is a lot clearer for sure. I think my efficiency will be a lot better this year as well. I think I understand the game at a high level. So I think it will allow me to be a more efficient player for sure. Absolute music to my ears. Julius Randle was a plague to the New York Knicks in the postseason. Because his efficiency, not only his, a lot of the New York Knicks players, was atrocious. During the regular season, he was better, but still his efficiency, especially from three, and he shot a lot of them, was poor. Horrendous. We cannot keep that up. So the fact that he's saying directly here that he knows that, that he sees that, and that he's been working on that, that's one of the best things I could ever hear from Julius Randle. Not to mention he said that I think my understanding is a lot clearer for sure. Him speaking about improving his game and what he can do better out there. That tells me that when he was injured, he was watching the team. He was watching film and he was watching himself and how he was acting in certain situations. And I think he saw what we saw. Sometimes he was holding the ball for too long and not making fast and quick decisions. And in this modern NBA that we play in, a lot of players need to be able to adapt, adjust, and get better in certain parts of their game. Shooting efficiency is absolutely one of them. Being a big man in this league means you need to have a mid-range shot and you also need to have a three-point shot. With Julius Randle, he's been working on that three-point shot for a while. If you guys remember during the COVID season, empty gym syndrome, he had about a 41% shooting from three. That was impressive. Best he shot from three for his entire career. Unfortunately, as we got back to more normalcy, those numbers started to regress and get back to normal as well. We need to see him get up to around a 38, 39% range from three. If we can see that and he can get up his efficiency to 50% or 49 or 48% from regular mid-range shot, 
I think Julius Randle and this New York Knicks team are going to be another match made in heaven. And I know it's weird saying Randle and Knicks a match made in heaven, but if Randle can really be more efficient on that end, he's only going to help the Knicks. The problem with Randle is the defensive end. Not saying he can't defend. He can. It's just he doesn't do it all the time. And that's really what kills me. He gives you so much on offense. You see all the things he can do on offense. If he just gave you a little bit more on defense, he would be so much better of a player. But he just doesn't do it consistently enough. That's one area I need to see him improve in this year. Consistency. Consistency on the defensive end. Consistency passing the ball. Consistency and being more efficient when he shoots. All of that. I need to see a jump from Julius Randle. And according to Ian Bagley, we might see that this year. According to Ian Bagley, a more efficient Randle can only help the Knicks. Randle and Jalen Brunson adjusted well to each other last season, when the Knicks surprisingly won 47 games and a playoff series. Randle's true shooting percentage, 58.1, bounced back last season after taking a serious dip in 2021-2022. If Randle can get better shots and hit them at a higher rate this year, he'd obviously put more pressure on opposing defenses. That would be a welcome wrinkle for the Knicks offense that ranked fourth in efficiency in the regular season, but dead last in the postseason among teams that advanced to the second round. Dead last in the postseason, fourth in the regular season last year. The New York Knicks, if they want to be a team that's more serious, that is an actual threat in the East to take that number three spot, they have to be better, they have to do better. It starts with Jalen Brunson, but also with the second leader on this team, Julius Randle. His efficiency is one issue. His attitude is another issue. But in my opinion, if he can just pass more and think to himself, I should pass first and score second, if he does that, he unlocks his game, he unlocks the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks, in my opinion, have taken that next step into greatness. Absolutely. Julius Randle working on his efficiency, working on his shooting, working on the things that we absolutely needed him to work on this offseason. This is the Julius Randle that I wanted to see. During media day, he seems a little bit different. Lighter, happy, more carefree, less of an attitude. This is the Julius Randle I wanted. This is who I've been waiting for. I really hope and feel that it changes his attitude for the entire season. And if this gives us a better Randall, a more locked-in Randall, a more focused Randall, league, NBA, watch out. Because the New York Knicks will be coming. And they will be coming very, very strong. But what about you guys? What do you think? Do you think Julius Randall is going to take his game to another level this upcoming season with the Knicks? Or do you believe he's not going to take that leap and he's going to give us more or less the same type of Randall numbers and Randall play that we saw last year? Let me know in the comments, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this video. If you like this video, don't forget to smash that like button, leave a comment below, and of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.